in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, to the all-around home improvement hour, we are live right here, September 23rd, at the iHeart Media Studios here on the west end of St. Louis Park, a suburb of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul area. By the way, here we go. As if we don't know, right? If, you remember that? Yeah. New as, kid? As, as if. Right. As if. And, you know, I mean, there are people streaming this show from That's all true. That's over the point. world. So we just want to make sure and, and let everybody know where we're broadcasting. My name's Charles Thayer, Home Improvement Slayer. Yes. Thank you. And I am with the one, the only, the Polish powerhouse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is a big change in music. That's Charles. And by the way, the I, home I, improvement slider. I, by the way, I found out yesterday because I was looking online at all of the different names that are considered racist. Polak. How long was that list? Well, it's very long, and we're obviously That's not going to go over the list of what is now considered racist. Because, by the way, you, you got to be careful anything you say nowadays. It's racist. It, it is pretty that. much racist, right? right. Uh, that music was was pretty racist, <laughs> but. But thank you, thank you. But uh, uh, Nick, uh, calling you a Polak is is technically racist, and right. so we're going to change that. It doesn't bother me. No, because because the politically correct term is poll. Poll. Yep. Now, what about kraut? Is that we call someone a kraut? It's probably racist, buddy. It, kraut was on there. Yeah, I mean, no way. Yeah, crouton. Are we getting too politically yeah, correct? Crouton. Ah, there's a bunch of them. Listen, just uh, look up. Um, Names that are considered racist. I love sour on my on my whole sausage wiener. Yeah, does that make sense? <laughs> I if you, if you it can't say those certain words, yeah, right. you can't say kraut. Well, you can't I, put I tell sour. you what. Let's let's bring let's bring the panel on to to discuss these very very important things in life. This week, we're uh, fortunate enough to have good friend, longtime radio partner. Terrific guy. He's a concert pianist, and he's the leader of the Minnesota real estate team. This guy's done a lot of things in his life. Very, very talented person. But most of all, he'd give the shirt off his back to you if you needed it. Ryan O'Neill, welcome to the show. Hey, Charles, Nick, pleasure to be here. Excited to uh, be on the all-around home improvement hour, especially with uh, our fourth guest here today. I've heard a lot about this gentleman. What a great guy. Very excited to bring him on. Uh, newer partner to the team, but uh, to the show rather, but not to the all-around team. Uh, he is owner, part owner of, of a business that we work with every single day. His name is Craig Nelson, aka Sven, Sven with Eagle 
window <laughs> of the Twin Cities here uh, out of Rogers. Sven, Craig, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I am doing really good. Thank you. <laughs> was Sven was Sven a, a racist word? I just I want to know so I can tell. Yes. It was racist to be Sven. Yes, it is. Yeah, you are racist, Sven. Because I'm Swedish and white? I guess. I guess. That's right. That's, that's exactly right. So thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. We'll get into uh, throughout the show. The topic today is windows and most common problems with window installation. Ooh. And so Eagle Window happens to be the preferred partner of All Around. And they are, are not only window distributors, but they're also our in installers as well. And and they are a vendor that has really taken our ability to do all of all the different types of windows um, that you can put on a house um, for our customers and, and really, really offer just top-of-the-line products and services. But So we're going to get into window defects, and we're also going to get into windows in general and what that does to maybe your, your value of your home, the return on investment, Ooh. tie it into real estate, yep. and, and really dig into that uh, with, with Ryan as well. I uh, just wanted to, to talk about a little bit. It was interesting last night on, on current events, but... This this uh, rhetoric, <laughs> I mean the campaign uh, the uh, speech between uh, you know with Trump bringing up this NFL stuff. What did, did you guys see it? Did you? No, hear it? I did not. I I saw it. It was a lot of. Um, he's pretty worked up about it, uh, and it's amazing that um, there's a but a lot of strong language back and forth by everybody. Everybody seems to really have an opinion. He went up about uh, Colin Kaepernick and others kneeling. Yes. During the um, Star-Spangled Banner. Yeah. There's a better way, in my opinion. I'll just throw that out there and be, be done with that topic. But I think there's a better way to get the message out there than to take a, a symbol of... I mean, it means so much to everybody, the, the American flag. What that means, the different parts of symbolism in the flag itself, the history, uh, you're pretty much turning your back on everybody that, right. that that flag means something to them to to push your agenda or to push the cause and i'm not saying that it isn't a good cause any kind of brutality in general police brutality human brutality i don't care what kind of brutality it's it's not acceptable you know it shouldn't be acceptable uh but to but to kind of just turn your back on something that means so much to pretty much the majority 99.9% .9 of americans yeah if you live in this great country it's got to have some meaning I don't, what that meaning is, I guess I don't know, but current events and, is not one that I can think of when I think yeah. of the flag. Yeah, or just you know what, don't play football then if you don't want to stand up at the beginning. Of National the Football right? League, right? right. Is yeah. that what it stands for? Yeah, right. Football, right? Not AFL American political, Football, right? League. Yeah, and I love football, and, I, and unfortunately, that really, I don't think that helps football. I think that actually hurts overall. It hurts. Football. Well, they've said they I forget the exact statistics, but they said that viewership is dramatically down as yep. a result of it. Um, attendance at games is down. So what's happening is, you know, a lot of people who are offended, who are taking it out through their buying decisions or what they watch or that type of thing. So and th those are actual statistics that have been they've been releasing. So it's interesting to see what's going on. Do you think that it's because I honestly I thought that issue had kind of died down. He's not he he didn't get drafted. He's, he's not a, apparently he's, very relevant. He's still. not on a team, and and that's kind of the part where I feel like uh, Trump should have probably just left it alone. Who cares? Like why? Just just keep stay on the agenda. Stay on the agenda. That's why I feel like he he, he goes above and beyond sometimes. Like a tangent or what? too much information. Too yeah. Just just leave that alone because that's not really important. But I think. 
personally what's hurting the NFL is is the uh, the policies becoming so strict on hitting hits type of hits equipment pads how when a penalty you know applies when it doesn't apply uh you know and and don't get me wrong I think we have an obligation to try to protect our athletes but to a certain extent I mean let me ask you this when a boxer goes into boxing do they you know I might get hurt I might get hurt I might get rocked over my career when when a guy from MMA goes in you know and and I know this is a home improvement show but I just felt it was it was so Im- important to, to bring that speech this up. moved you. Well, I didn't watch it at all. Can I add something to that, though, Charles? Because yeah. I think what's interesting, this week they that study came out about the uh, Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the pay, yeah, and regarding his CTE, Mental his brain state, right? injury that's going on. And w- they said it was the worst case they've seen in a 27-year-old of uh, this brain injury. And so it just... There's a lot of lot of stuff going on with the NFL, NFL so right now. So what came first, the murder or the brain injury or the brain damage or the suicide? You know, I mean, come on. I know. Well, I just feel like everything's getting way too oversensitive, Craig. Well, I just think that, you know, with the NFL, I think um, um, Jim Brown probably said it the best. And, I mean, he was a huge social ad- advocate, you know, in Cleveland in his era. And he said, I play football on the field. And I use that platform off the field to make a difference socially, but I don't. I'm I'm not the social advocate on the field. I'm a football player, and I'm an I'm an employee, and that's another perspective that um, you're an employee. He I'm an employee, and I have to respect the league, and I have to re- respect my employer. And you know what? If my employer doesn't want me to do that, I'm not going to do that. That's an absolute great point. I mean, you put on the uniform, you're working right there, and that's what the fans want from you is mm-hmm. to be there to, to do your job. And, and by the way, let's not forget, these guys are paid very, very Millions. well. Millions. They, they have very, very nice lives. They are driving a car that the vast majority of us would never be able to purchase. Right. Not that the car mean, that means anything, but I'm just saying, like, okay, it's very, very easy for you to stand up there. It's a blessed wa- life. Want to make, make a point about how unfortunate it is for so many other people out there. Meanwhile, you're going to sleep very, very well tonight. So you're, you're right, Craig. I mean, do it at the right time. Right time and place and do it in an appropriate manner that doesn't... I need to offend thousands of people, millions of people, in order to uh, make uh, a handful of people happy with me. You know, a, a very smaller group of people that believe... Less than 1%, yeah. probably. Yeah. Right. And, and so, uh, to the listeners out there, this is the all-around home improvement hour. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, sometimes we just got to go on and talk about some of the things that are that are going on right now and on our mind. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into window installation defects with a vengeance, and we're going to talk about it with Ryan O'Neill and see what that means to us and our home values as well. We'll be right back right after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. September 23rd. Just a hot, sticky, hot mess of an end of September. Yesterday was brutally hot. Yeah, you would be the hottest day of the year. I mean, it's supposed to be you know fifties and sixties and cool and leaves falling and wait till Monday. Yeah, what, it's just supposed it's, to be. It's going to be sixty and rain. Oh, colder, it's yeah. It's yeah. It's like the fe- whole week looks, looks feast like or that. famine, peaks and valleys around here in Minnesota. We were just talking about this before the break. There's probably only thirty to forty days throughout the year. Here in Minnesota, 
where you get 70 to 75, very little humidity. Perfect. You know, uh, open your window, open your doors. It's probably only like 30 to 40 days. Open your garage door at the restaurant. That's the yeah, new trend. That's, that's, that's the new trend. That's what May and September, about. I feel like, are probably those months where you see that, too. Yeah, yeah. We were just grabbing lunch, and they had the garage door. Yeah. And yep. you asked the server, and what you say? 30 days a year, they yep. open the garage but, door. Yep, 30 or 40. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere in there. Uh, folks, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. You can call in. We are live right now. So if you have a home improvement-related question, 1-800-854-1978. Again, 800-854-1978. Today's topic is Windows and window installation defects. We have a top five list. We're going to go into them, um, you know, one at a time, and we're going to go over the most common mistakes made when installing windows. We're fortunate enough to have a window genius. That's right. I said it. (laughs) Window genius in the house today. Craig Nelson, a.k.a. Sven, Zvindo G, right? <laughs> so, uh, but we have him in-house today, and we're going to go over the, the things that are, uh, again, the mistakes that are made most often when installing. So let's go over number five. Craig? Number five, I would say, is you, you didn't measure it right to begin with. Not measuring it right. Seems, seems pretty simple. Step one. Ah, oh, dang it. I already screwed up. R- right? <laughs> Measure twice, order once. Is that yes. what they say? Or cut once? Is, is... But yeah. so why is that so important, Craig? Well, it's important depending on where you're buying your window. Because if you're buying from a big box store, for example, and you go in there with measurements, they, they have very little capacity to, to tell you what to look for. Will it fit? Right. Better go back, take off your trim, double check your rough opening, mm-hmm. because once you sign that piece of paper and write a check, whether it fits or doesn't fit, you own it. Yep. It's your that, window. That's right. And what I love is the misconception that it's why well, I have a standard window. Well, what, what, how, you know, what kind of windows do you have, and what size are your windows? Normal. Well, my, mine's a standard window. It's normal. One that there opens. No standard. What do you mean? There's no standard. Well, that's window. like going to Ford and say, you know what? I need a door for my Chevy pickup. You know, so every brand has a different size. Every brand has details that you that are unique to themselves, just like the car business. I mean, you might think it, it's standard, and I would say probably 50 years ago there were more standards. Mm-hmm. But as the industry has evolved, um, everything size-wise used to be based around glass size. Right. Sure. Now it's all based around what size the manufacturer wants that window to be. So, you know, if I'm looking at a a 35-year-old Anderson window, I mean, I know exactly what I'm looking at because I'm the Anderson guy. Sure, right? yeah. But if I'm looking at another brand or another product, um, they all have different jam details, the way they fit in the rough opening. You measure it wrong, you get it wrong. Uh, if you're a homeowner, you put it on Craigslist, you sell it for 20 cents on the dollar. If you're a contractor... You do the same thing. Is it yeah. really that low, 20 cents? I mean, if you bought a window for... Oh, yeah. Wow. Because you got to figure someone needs that one window. Exactly. And it has to be the right size. Yeah. And... Not only that, is it the style they want? Is right. it the color they want? Does it fit their opening? And again, that the, that misconception, Ryan, that there's a standard window for, for houses is completely wrong. Now, Made to order. So so moving, yep. moving on with the measuring part of it, well... Fine. So, so measuring a window, that's not a big deal. Just, just put my tape measure from, uh, you know, inside of the, the casing to the other inside of the case. You know, sill to sill, up, down, left, right, no big deal, right? Right. Until you get it out there and <laughs> you didn't understand what you were measuring because there's a lot of details to windows. And 
and today as the, as the industry has evolved, I mean, it used to be in the, in the olden days, you could get a clad window, maintenance-free exterior, two colors, white and brown. Mm-hmm. Well, now our standard product offering is 60 colors, same price as white. Right. <laughs> Ten interior pre-finished colors. That's right. Multiple screen details, hardware details. Type of wood, right? The species of the wood. Oh, yeah. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, build a bear, you know? Build yes. a window however you want it to be built. So you know, kind of, oh, go ahead. Well, if you're building a fish house, it's pretty straight and narrow, you know, but if you're doing a replacement and you've got to have the window fit on the outside in between the brick, the stucco, the J-channel, you need a specific dimension for that. On the inside, it's a different dimension. You need a specific dimension for that. And so anyway, measuring's number one, and I would say probably insulation is number two. Um, Most of the windows we pull out are are very, very poorly insulated. And the problem with that is it creates hot spots in your rough opening. Mm -hmm. So it hits at at some point or another in cold temperatures, you're going to hit a dew point. You're going to have moisture in your rough opening, creates mold creates all those kinds of issues so 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 real quick we're we're finishing up with with measuring and by the way one of the main reasons why all around uses an outside vendor to supply and install our windows is because we don't want to be on the hook for windows that were measured wrong we literally want the experts that deal with windows every single day to be to to come in and measure it the right way, and that's why we work with Eagle. Um, and so, I just wanted to put that out there because I mean, think about it. You would think, oh, a licensed general contractor, and they must know everything, and they know every single code, and they know this, that. No, absolutely not. Actually, the beautiful thing about it is, is we'll tell you we don't know every. We're not experts. Right. That's there's certain things that we know more than the average bear, but. When we know that it's going to get into something very technical and something that we just want to be right the first time, we're going to work with an expert vendor, and that's what Eagle is. So then moving on to the insulation, like you said, number two, most common defect, or number four, however, whatever way we're going, as far as defects in installation would be insulation and insulating the window. I, quite frankly, for many, many years just thought that there was, I didn't even know there was insulation around the perimeter of the mm-hmm. window, I thought you just shim it. You use your shims to get it uh, level, square, plumb, um, true, right? Yeah. All, all those, all the above. And I didn't realize, but so how long ago did they start using spray foam to fill that gap? Um, we've been doing that for over 20 years. Okay. And the reason we've been doing it for 20 years is, number one, it fills every void in that cavity. Right. In fact, it expands. Yeah. In fact, there are many projects, we'll get a call from a contractor and they'll say, hey, my homeowner called me. They have foam growing out the outside of the window. And we're like, yay, perfect, because we know we have the foam all the way to the outside of the window. <laughs> sure. So we'll send the guy out there, shoot him out. They cut it off, cut the caulking back, or cut that back, recock, and we know we have foam where we want foam. One of the reasons we started using foam years ago is it prevents water penetration into the rough opening if you have a failure in flashing. So... Um, Back in the day, we didn't do a lot of that flashing. Today, uh, we don't install a window unless we're responsible for all the flashing. So just to sum it up, I guess the codes and the building standards and the best practices have just really, really stepped up quite a bit. Oh, they've changed dramatically. It was like chinking back in the day, right, with like yeah. bad insulation? Yeah, you would take fiberglass and you'd chink it in there, and 
if you got it in there too tight, you had a whopping R1. Right, it wouldn't do anything because uh-uh. you're pushing it. Yeah. We've talked about that with Smushing insulation. insulation right? yeah, yeah, you don't want to smush insulation into any, any kind of an area. Well, the type of insulation, too, that you guys use is superior, I think, to some of the other products that are out there that you can get the super cheap dollar stuff that you can get that... Box stores doesn't work as good as yeah, some the of the fun, other products that are the out there. We use you can't even buy open it's, market. It's and then you know what? It's not that expensive to get mm-hmm. the good stuff. It's one of those things where you're like, all right, three dollars or ten dollars, spend ten dollars. So right. does does the foam actually provide water protection too, or is it just air? And, no, and it's water protection as well. The foam we use is a low expanding, water resistant, closed cell foam. There's two kinds of foam. Uh, there's an open cell foam, there's a closed cell foam. The reason we don't like open cell foam is if you do have a gap in there and you do develop a hot spot in the insulation, open cell foam will take on water. Ryan's always digging in his cell foam. <laughs> it's uh, it's not good. Did you turn the ringer <laughs> off of your cell foam? Actually put the cell phone down. <laughs> so. Put the cell phone down when you're at dinner, when you're yes. with family, pay attention. Yes. Or when you're listening to the radio show, listening, I'm... I'm Intentively listening All here. Right. I was just making sure. That Thank you. you. Weren't on your open cell phone. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. No, but but it's important. I mean, think about it. There's it's foam. Very important. Well, I mean, think about replacing a window. Even if you know nothing about windows at all, you realize that the area that is the window has to come out, and something new has to go in. Certainly, it should fit tight or fit good, yep. but then there's still going to be some sort of a gap, and you don't want bugs or air or anything. The reason you probably were getting windows is to improve the efficiency of your home, to make right. it nice, you know, keep cool in, keep warm in, whatever the case may be, and, and, and have uh, good operating windows. You don't want them to screw up that step. Can I go back to your first question or your first uh, th- thing you're talking about measuring? Is there a unique technique you use to measure or a faster or better way that your guys, your team does that or, or what you recommend? Well, 35 years of experience helps a lot. Yes. Like anything else. So it would be like me asking you, is there a book I can get to figure out how to, how, what is the most efficient way to um, fill out a purchase agreement? Yes. Yeah, like after the first two pages, I'm done. <laughs> you know, sure. And measuring... Measuring is is knowing multiple brands of products, the vintage they were made, how they were made. And if, I mean, when we go out to do a measure, if we have to, we pull casing. If we're uncertain about something, we will pull the millwork off the inside, get back to the rough opening, figure out what we have, and then replace it before we leave. It's it's an extensive process, um, but... If you look at not doing it at the end of the year, <laughs> it's an even more expensive. Oh yeah, right. you'll, you'll have a hundred windows in right. your boneyard. Your boneyard, right. Contractor yeah. will, and now you're going to try and sell those for what twenty five, thirty cents on well, the. Well, not not yeah. to mention if you screw up on the order, it, it, the homeowner's going to be upset. It's going to yeah. take a lot more time. Things are going to be delayed. Maybe they're doing other remodeling on the home, and and that's going to hold up the other right. uh, projects. And it it can just be windows don't come quick. A nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. No, and so that. May Measuring part, although it seems so simple, it is probably one of the most fundamentally uh, just one of the things you have to do right. Otherwise, the rest of the project's gonna gonna go wrong, pretty much. So, folks, we are up against the halfway break. You're gonna get your Fox News update and a message from, of course, our good partners and sponsors right here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130.
Inger at 7. And Minneapolis mayoral candidate Tom Hoke is going to join us in studio at 835. Justice and Drew, 6 to 9, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. I could be holding you tonight. Here we go. Here we go. I could quit doing wrong and start doing right. Hey, welcome you don't back, care about News Talk listeners. Good old tunes here. It's a knee slapper. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, September 23rd, a warm one. It's actually duck hunting opener this morning, believe it or not. A nice, a balmy 80 degrees for your duck hunters in the blind. That might be hell if you ask me, huh, Stan? I would agree. That would really suck. Yeah, I mean, those guys... Warm. I have respect for deer hunters that get up early and, you know, track into the woods far and climb up into their stand. But duck hunters are another species. They get up even earlier. They deal with a boat, hundreds of decoys. Yeah, you got to drive and set up. and They got do a, do it all they the have a dog with them usually yep. most of the time. Every time I ever did it when I was younger, it was either 20 degrees out and you had to bust ice <laughs> going out or it was like today. Yeah. You're sweating. Yeah, so, you know, I, I have a, a respect for duck hunters as long as, you know, stay in the boat. Don't get off, off the boat and crawl on land. You're not supposed to. Just saying. Stop. <laughs> don't, don't trespass, especially when I'm deer hunting. Anyhow, folks, we're back. This is the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We're hanging out with our good friend Ryan O'Neill from the Minnesota Real Estate Team. Of course, a Polish powerhouse is always here. And then we have Craig Nelson with Eagle Window. Preferred partner of the team, trusted affiliate, uh, and and window genius. Uh, quite <laughs> quite frankly, Craig. So we were going through top defects of window installations, and we were at uh, number three. So we had we had uh, number five, which was measuring wrong. Number four, which was insulating wrong or using the wrong type of insulation yep. or in, inferior insulation, and then number three, you would say. Number three is is when we go out and look at something that's failing is it's it's either improperly flashed or it's never been flashed because it was pre exterior flashing code. Okay. And as a result, if it's not flashed right, you're going to have water penetration. Just a quick breakdown on what is flashing for the average uh, homeowner that doesn't know. Um, it's a really sticky black tape. It's about three times the thickness of duct tape. And it's actually made out of a bitch of thin roofing material that's put on a roll. You lay it on there and you 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 put it over the nailing fin. Uh, that material's a bitch of thin to, yeah. to work with, man. Let me tell you, Ryan. It, where is it on the window? It's very very sticky. Goes, He's not kidding. It goes from the um, edge of the nailing fin onto the onto the sheathing to seal that window shut. Then the other thing we do is behind that nailing fin is. Um, we're caulking that with the one-part urethane, so the nailing fin gets set into the urethane, yep. gets nailed off plumb level and square, and then the flashing tape goes over that, and then drip cap on the on the top of the window. So for for the layman, right, layman, the average man, that we're what what Craig is describing is creating redundant systems so water will shed away from your home, out Correct. and away from your home. So if you picture. Picture your house without siding on it, and you have the and you have the window there, right? Well, if the wall got wet, water is going to follow gravity. It's going to eventually hit the top part of that window, right? So what happens from there? Well, your house wrap is on there first of all, so water's not getting your house your house wet, the wood wet. Yep. Then it should hit tape 
like what you're saying, right? That yep. ta- that is taped around the perimeter of the window and layered appropriately so that, again, it's a redundant system. Water falls to the next layer, to the next layer. Yep. And it's sh- your drip cap, gets off away from your window. Yeah, take We've it from there. We've pe- had, you know, customers have said, well, hey, I saw you caulk the three sides, but you didn't you didn't put any caulking on the top of the window. You missed the top part said, there. I, Could you caulk that, please? Yep. So what do we know? That's You want it that way. you got to have a, a place for water to escape. That's exactly right. So you can't, but, you can't block it in there. And and it's changed a lot because back in the day it was either cedar siding, redwood siding, masonite siding. It was solid material that yep. was applied directly to either the sheathing or the building paper, tar paper back yeah. in the day. Well, none of those siding systems were designed uh, to weep water. You know, all the maintenance-free systems like vinyl siding, steel siding, aluminum siding, all those all those systems are designed to weep water behind them. Yep. Hits a drainage plane on the bottom edge of the siding and runs back out. Yep. So you got water running behind the siding, and so you've got to prevent it from coming into yeah, the window you, opening. Opening, Folks, when you get a chance, take a look at your vinyl siding out there. Take a look at the bottom of your windows. There's little holes strategically placed throughout mm-hmm. for water to be able to escape, and that's the way it should be in general. Oh, and uh, so moving forward, kind of running out of time a little bit, the, la- the top two mistakes that you see that cause homeowners problems with window installations? Um, you know, I would say probably the, the top one is it's not installed plumb level and square. Right. You know, so if that window is a... Kitty wampus. Yeah, let's say it's a slider window. Well, a slider window by its nature has to be plumb level, and what's even more important is got to be square. Because when that window slides back and forth, it's got to meet equal planes at each point. And if it doesn't, you could either have, um, you're definitely going to have air infiltration, but beyond that, water penetration. Yeah. It could so, also make the functioning of the window off, too, right? Very hard. As very a, hard. Absolutely. Especially well, I can't, I can't get my you know, window closed or it's hard to open it. And then you had mentioned uh, rot. Yeah, um, we've seen this a lot. Um, I think with the downturn in the economy. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, we just had, it's, it's had been a your jobs. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Well, we're helping a lot of people out there. We're helping a lot of people. Yes, sir. Roll, roll. Well, I think the rot thing is is here's the deal: is as a company, we're equipped to handle that. We have the equipment, we have the carpenters, we have the skill set to be able to deal with rot in the field. We just did one for you guys, where I mean we basically rebuilt a, a, a good portion of the back of the house. Yep. The rim joist where the, the deck was attached um, was completely rotted. So we had to basically shore the deck up, remove it away from the house, put a new rim in. If you're dealing with, quote, the average window installer, he'd be like, find a carpenter. Oh, you're, get yeah, it's, the project comes to a stop. Right. They see rot to that extent. and to be, Yeah, and, and that's a combination of... Probably the ledger board on the deck not flashed, right? And then the door maybe leaking too. So you got two things leaking in one location and for a long period of time. So yeah. I, I think to sum this up, guys, the the bottom line is this: when you're working with a contractor, make sure they they're working with somebody. They're having a window installation team, distribution team. It it, it has to go from the measuring all the way to finalizing it, having it uh, put in, and having the permit signed off on it. You want to have a good team to work with. We at All Around choose to work with Eagle. 
it just makes our lives easier, and our customers are, are raving about their service. Check out the reviews. Check out what people have said about the window installations that we've done. We do feature Anderson. We are uh, certified installers with Eagle. Um, and so Anderson is, is the product line that we like to feature the most. We do have other options out there as well, though, if, if those don't suit your needs. Craig, contact info for the contractors out there that are looking to have a window solution team, uh, literally a window solution team, one and done for their customers. Yeah, you can either get us by phone. Um, we're old school, so 763-428-2883. One more time. 763-428-2883. Or you can go online at sales at eaglewindowtc.com. Make contact. So Now, you you, ha- you will, for family members, friends, and certain referrals uh, on occasion, do uh, projects directly retail for homeowners. But you like to stay in the... Uh, in in the wholesale world, so primarily work with contractors, correct? Yeah, that's our primary business. I would say maybe ten percent a year would be a you know working with referrals, homeowners, friends of my father's. <laughs> right. Well, we just uh, Charles um, monitoring, helping you guys out. Just had a text message question come in here. Um, Tom had texted in. Sounds like he's a do-it-yourselfer. Wondering about doing some of his own windows. He's been watching YouTube videos and feels like he has a good grasp on doing the window work. What are your thoughts on this? He's a do-it-yourselfer? Yes, he's a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, I would say if you're a do-it-yourselfer, work with a reputable window company and make sure you get the size right. And we work with a lot of do-it-yourselfers. I yeah. would say make sure you're watching the right YouTube video to, to go off of. That, that's yeah. honestly what I would say. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if they called in and we just chatted on the phone for 10, 15 minutes, we're pretty accessible. And um, we can give them some good pointers as to what to do, what not to do. What Oh, Puff Daddy here. And, uh, Mace. Mace, that's right. Thank you, Nick. I finally know someone. To all these different songs, I never know. This is good. Somehow I remember this. Right back to junior high. I was going to say, this is is pretty old. Right, Ryan? Puff. I'm I'm not a huge Puff Daddy fan. No, he's not bad, though. He's not doing anything anymore, except being rich. Anyhow, before the break, we're talking windows, we're talking (laughs) real estate, we're talking common defects made. We went over the five most common defects in window installations from five to one. They were measuring wrong. They were insulation failures or not installing the right way. They were... Oh gosh, I was trying. I tried. I got past two. Three was flashing. flashing. I thought you were going all the way. Flashing. Four was plum level and square. Plum level square. True. And five was rot repair. Rot repair. Oh, I was going to say because I didn't hire all around, but yeah, actually that was (laughs) that was zero. Okay. Or six. It's even better than one, right? Hire all around so we can bring Eagle to the table. Now, let's let's turn the topic over and, and relate it to real estate. Bring it in. One thing, Ryan, that I have noticed with people that have done window replacements is it's not very common, but I would say that I've gone into a dozen homes over the years, so one a year, roughly, where... You have this very nice home, you know, and uh, you know, maybe three, four hundred thousand or above, where the finishes are great, countertops are nice. You have all these luxury finishes and all these things in the house, and there it is. 
the insert vinyl window that was put in because the customer, and quite, this is my opinion on it, but quite frankly got sold by a window company that said, you know what, you don't, we have these great, Windows, it's a great deal on them. And you know what? We don't even have to mess with your siding. We don't have to mess with the framing of the house. We don't even have to take all of the the trim out from the inside. Just cut the old one out and slide a new one in. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have seen it. And uh, it will come back to impact you as a homeowner when you're selling your property because most likely the buyer is going to do a home inspection and that home inspector is really going to do a good check on the entire home, including the windows themselves. So if different things are found, like a window in this case, could be very problematic. The buyer could come back and renegotiate with you as the seller. So, but now we're not talking about a defect, Ryan. We're talking about, oh, these are nice new windows. They just don't match the house because... And then what happened to the opening size? The opening gets smaller when you do these inserts. They're a they're a cheap window solution. That's what it is, and they're very in, in, inefficient. Do you think that in t- today's home inspector is going to call something like that out just because it doesn't match the quality of the house? I think I think you're going to find a lot of very good inspectors will be aware of the situation and bring the um, whether if the agent is not aware of it. First of all, the agent may be. Secondly, the home inspector could look, analyze, and say, we've got a problem here. We just want to make you aware of it, even if it's not defective per se, whether it's just very substandard, especially for that type of housing. So the moral of the story is, yes, it absolutely can come back to hurt you as a homeowner. Have you seen a a lot of this, Craig, with with houses that really you shouldn't? Don't get me wrong. There's inserts. There's a time and a place for window inserts, and there are times where that is the best solution for what you have to work with. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mess with stucco, you, you know, older homes, Minneapolis, St. Paul. You don't want to mess with the exterior cladding, whatever it is, insert. Right. But yeah, The biggest downside to an insert, whether it's high quality or low quality, is the amount of glass that you lose when you put an insert in compared to the amount of glass that you had before you did this replacement. So if you put an insert in, for example, into a double-hung opening, and a double-hung is simply a window that slides up and down, you're going to lose about five inches of glass in width and five inches of glass in height. And so as a result of that, those window sizes back in the day were not that big to begin with. Right. So what you're losing is daylight opening. So, Ryan, do you – thank you, Craig. Ryan, do you see this – what are some other examples that you might find in homes, luxury homes that are for sale? What are some other examples where you just see a product that is like countertops? I mean, just give give us some examples. Yeah. You see like, whoa, that doesn't belong in this house. It really could be all across the board. You think of anything from appliances to countertops to carpeting to windows to about anything and everything imaginable within the home itself that if it just doesn't meet the standard, um, that people are expecting finishes in that price range, it can cause you problems. And again, when what we do as agents, when we're going out talking to home sellers, we're really helping them analyze value based on similar sold properties, um, style of home, square footage of home, area, and amenities as well. A lot of these nice features. That's partly what you're hiring with a really good agent. Um, to help you analyze that value. Yeah, well, we're asked all the time as contractors, and I really do, I deflect the question because 
it's not for me to tell you what the return right. is on that project. I, I can tell you how much it costs. Uh, right. We can tell you that that siding and window project is going to be $55,000, and you're going to love it. It's going to look great. Now, how much of that project, when you go to sell in three to five years, is, is going to be go back in your pocket? It's really, really tough to say. Uh, let's talk about that just a little bit, Ryan, and, and the misconception that doing certain repairs will get you the return that you're looking for. Um, we've had the conversation on your show, on, on the Minnesota Real Estate Show from time to time. You don't, I mean, people go to buy a house and they assume that the siding is good. They assume that the windows are good. They they go into it thinking you're selling a complete package, not something I have to walk into and spend money on it. So, so when is it right to consider ROI? Yeah, I think you really have to look at personal enjoyment. What are you, are you going to be staying in the home? What does it mean to you and your family to enjoy a nice new basement or a man cave or... Um, you know, well, yeah, man caves are up there on the ROI. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it's hard as a homeowner. You spend a lot of money on on certain things, and then you're like, why am I not seeing a really nice bump in value? And um, again, you have to look at at all of the benefits of doing it, and it's not always as as we've talked about. Um, a guaranteed uh, okay, we put this amount in, we're going to get this amount out. You really right. have to look at the market, Nick. Well. Right. No, I was just going to, I think even every home's different too. Like you're saying, it's, you might be able to do something in one part of town that you can't do in another part, and that return on investment might be a little better than another spot. And I think that if you combine it with a need, a defect, a defect or a need, so you might not be getting more for your house, but you might be getting what you want for your house instead of losing money. So for an example, you have leaky windows that uh, the seals have been broken. Uh, you have... Uh, just windows where the paint has peeling, paint is peeling, and the wood is deteriorating, and so somebody's going to go into that house. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, and that's going to be red flags. The inspectors are going to call it out, and they're going to have to make a decision right then and there. Should we give them their asking price, or should we try to get them down some? Because this is where we're going to have to spend some money. That's where reductions oh, come in, right? So if you're not losing, to me, not losing money is the same same as gaining money. If you're not going to, if it costs you fifty thousand dollars to do the repairs, and now you're not going to lose thirty thousand dollars selling your home, didn't you make sixty percent? You lost me after the fifty. If if you I gotta spent, get my calculator. If you spent fifty thousand on the improvements, not doing the improvements would have cost you thirty thousand. Right. But you spent fifty and you gained thirty. You gained thirty. That's a sixty percent ROI, right? That would be sixty percent. Right. However, the house didn't actually go up in value beyond where it was. You're protecting the value. You're protecting right. That's it. That's a really That's, good point. Yeah. Charles is that he's that way. I mean, he comes up with these good points, right? He even knows percentages and everything. Sometimes it really hurts my head, and then bam, it just. Ah, and then I, have, I have to breathe. It is the market, guys. Limited, limited inventory. You hear it all the time, but twelve thousand homes for sale in the Twin Cities. Is that mid mid two thousand six, we had like thirty seven thousand. Holy homes. moly! It's almost three times as many properties. Um, a variety of reasons why that's happening, but certainly would love the opportunity to help anybody out there who's thinking about um, selling their house, anybody who's thinking of buying. Again, we're a team of about 100 uh, agents all around the Twin Cities, buyers, sellers, investors, licensed with REMAX Advantage Plus. But uh, we appreciate the time, as always. Your show is fun. I love the window 
um, the window um, thoughts today. Really good stuff. Really very good stuff. Well, I mean, we grabbed him off the street. You know, he looked kind of lonely. We dusted him off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Sven, how, how is Sven? I want to hear Sven again. What is it like in here in the in the radio studio? Um, yeah, it is. It is really confusing because you are the the host. He is the host. <laughs> yeah, and and you. You you bounce around like a mosquito on crack. Yeah, and I really have no idea what I'm doing. Sven, where did you grow up, though? I was just curious. The real Sven or this Sven? Yeah, the real the, the, <laughs> Sven in this apartment. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people, but where did where did Sven grow up? I mean, yeah, Sven grew up in Champlain. Oh, Champlain. Yeah, nice area, kind of the north part of Champlain, or yeah. Oh, the river part. Oh, the river part. Sven <laughs> <There's laughs> was a river rat. There's a bridge. You, you'll find him. So, final thoughts, Ryan O'Neill. Uh, MNRealEstateShow.com. Nick, Polish Powerhouse. Get well soon, Sam Bradford. Craig? Uh, sales at EagleWindowTC.com. There you go. Hey, Team Ramrod, I'm saluting to you right now. Have a good one, guys. We